Welcome to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. The website, this show, and our newsletter all focus on making the science of advanced nutrition and greater overall health accessible to everyone. Buckle up for our latest episode to get ideas, tools, and practical knowledge you can use to improve your health and move towards your perfect version of ultimate wellness. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast shares interviews with nutrition experts, health researchers, and everyday people that have changed their lifestyle and nutrition to support greater health. You'll learn how to implement lasting change and create new habits that support greater wellness and a happier, healthier life. Please visit HealNourishGrowPodcast.com for full show notes and links to our guests. Narado Zeko Powell was born in Montego Bay, Jamaica, and as a child, he was underweight. When he moved to the United States at age 16, he was 5 feet 11 and weighed 113 pounds. By age 18, he was inspired to learn more about fitness and nutrition and took a special interest in fitness. He spent 18 years educating himself by reading evidence-based scientific articles, learning from mentors, and trying different techniques. In 2018, he decided that he wanted to use his knowledge to help others. Zeko is a certified Lumen metabolic coach and carries seven fitness and nutrition certifications from the International Sport and Sciences Association. He shares his knowledge with others via several social media platforms, including Twitter and Instagram. He is passionate about educating others and hopes to continue to learn, grow, and adapt so that he can bring the most up-to-date and actionable content to his clients, followers, and subscribers. You can learn more about Zeko and his work on his weight management podcast, The Matter Over Mind Experience. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Amazon, Google, or Apple Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. I am the founder, Cheryl McColgan, and today I am joined by one of my old friends, Zico Powell, and he has a podcast that I was on quite a while back, and we have known each other on social media now for a couple years. He does some awesome work, and so I can't wait to share his story with you today. Zico, welcome, and if you could just start by telling people... Um, how you got into what you're doing today, because you have a very interesting past about how you grew up and how you became sort of interested in all of this health and wellness stuff. So I'll just let you kind of tell a little bit about your story, how you got into this. Oh, friend, that's an excellent introduction, by the way, because I'm like old as dirt. So thank you so much for, <laughs> for letting the audience know who you're talking to here. But, um, but yeah, so I grew up in Montego Bay, Jamaica, and my history is a little different than most people. Like I wasn't overweight, but I was underweight. So growing up, I, I, I think I was um, 17 years old, five foot 11, and I weighed about 113 pounds, right? So imagine how underweight I was at that time. So when I moved to the US, and this when I moved to the US, first time I actually weighed myself, right? And when I was here, I, was, I started to get interesting in weightlifting because I was a skinny kid walking around. So I started weightlifting, eating more, and then I, and I eventually would gain weight. You know, I would gain weight, lose weight. I mean, I've been over 200 pounds before, then I dropped back to 150. And I got to the point to where it was becoming dangerous because it wasn't just about, you know, the health anymore. It's just how much weight I could gain. Then I feel like it's like body dysmorphia, right? Like I gained this weight, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm not happy with myself. I didn't start losing this weight again. But anyway, but. It really, when you look at it, I've been like healthy or semi, I've been fit all my life, not healthy. I was fit, but wasn't healthy. I still had asthma, I had eczema issues. I mean, you look at me, I look good, you know, and, but you would never tell that I, that I have all these problems. And it's something I tell people that we see people in the gym and we say, oh, this person looks so good, but that doesn't mean they're healthy. 
That's why you shouldn't necessarily strive to be like somebody else because you don't know what they're struggling with. So anyway, fast forward to about, let's say, five years ago, I my asthma was really, really bad. And it was bad to the point where days I couldn't work. I have to go home, lay on the couch. I mean, I'm completely dizzy. I feel awful. And the last time I, one of the times I went to the doctor, he said to me, I said, hey, doc, look, because they put me on more medication. They kept increasing my, my medication. I said, it's something I can do outside of this medication, right? I'm going to take your medications, but now you have me on pills and Advair, plus my albuterol I've already been taking, and I'm not getting any better. I'm only in my 30s at this point. And he said, no, well, you know, you could try to eat better, and that's about it, you know? And I was like, okay, no, this can't be it. There's no way this can be it. I'm too young to be on this medic these many pills, and I know what's going to happen down the line, right? So I started reading books from like Dr. Stephen Gunter, Dr. Mark Hyman, listening to podcasts like Ben Greenfield and, and um, the Model Health Show. I mean, the other side, ingesting that stuff all the time. And I started hearing those fantastic stories about how people change their, turn their health around. And I'm like, you know what? I can do these things. And when, so when I started learning about, you know, lectins and learning about the gut and learning about all these things that I, I just never, all I knew was calories, right? I want to lose weight. I eat this many calories. I want to gain weight. Bill must have gained that many calories. I eat that many calories, right? So when I got to that point, as I, I started making those changes because I'm Jamaican. I'm naturally skeptical. I don't believe anybody. I'm like, this guy just writing books because he's trying to make money. But something interesting happened. I started feeling better. I started like having more energy. I, I became happier, like just naturally. I'm like, there has to be something to this. So at that point, uh, oh, by the way, King Kill Killer, I started breathing better too. And my allergies were starting to go away. A lot of things that I thought my eczema, my skin's all cleared up. I mean, those things started to happen. It made me more interested. I'm like, okay, how can I learn more? So I started studying, get my certifications in fitness, nutrition, and personal training, and you know, and everything, weight management. They started learning a lot. And then when I was in the gym training clients, I started to realize that people were enslaved to the same things I were. They didn't know a lot of things that I knew. They people we talk about calories, but we don't know the connection between our health and our weight. We don't know how to actually eat to have a healthy gut. We don't know how to the, the activities and the lifestyle changes like getting sunlight, vitamin D, and walking, and digestion, like all those things play in our health. So from the moment when I started feeling better and I started studying on my own, and then I was working in the gym, it just became a purpose to learn as much as I could possibly learn so I can help others on their journey. Zico, this is why I think you and I get along so well, because we both love to dive into the research and just constant learning. And before we go on to kind of more about how you work with people and, and how you got into that part of it, because you have so many certifications now at this point, I want to go back to something that you said about how you started really feeling better and, and you felt happy, which is knowing you now, it's hard to imagine that you are never this, you know, this bubbly personality that you have now um, can actually be attributed somewhat to some of those things that you've learned. So what were the actual, I like for people to come away with like actionable things like from this podcast, right? So what were those things that you changed in your diet or in your exercise or whatever it was? Like you said, you were starting to listen to Dr. Mark Hyman and Gundry and all these wonderful people that focus so much on nutrition. What was it that you changed that you feel like attributed to all of these wonderful health changes that you experienced? 
Oh, it's so many, but I can really give some few things that we can already do. The first thing was that wasn't even a nutrition thing. It was people. Is the people I was surround that surrounded me were they weren't they they weren't supportive. They weren't happy people. I was waking up to negative energy consistently. Mm. So that's one of the things that I changed. I was huge having the right people around me. The second thing was sleep. My when I read um the book from um Sean Stevenson um it's, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's on sleep. One of the top books on sleep in the world. And I learned so many habits to improve my sleep. Something simple, the alarm clock. You know, stop waking up to ank, 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 ank in the morning and have a nice awakening in the morning to keep my cortisol levels low, right? My sleep hygiene, like learning that from the morning, getting sunlight and the other habits, you know, reducing caffeine at certain points. And then what I do at night, prepare myself to go to sleep, even by adjusting how, how cold my, my house is, right? So I can, my body can naturally produce melatonin, resetting my circadian rhythm. Like that's a fantastic book. And I learned those things and I made sure I wore my fitness watch to track my sleep quality. And I could tell if I woke up and my sleep quality was bad, I didn't need my watch to tell me. I could tell just by how I felt. But if my sleep quality was awesome, I would look at my watch and be like, oh, yep, there we go. Sleep quality is good, right? So that was my next thing was my sleep. And then after that was nutrition, which is, this is very specific to each person and we know that, right? But understanding what nutrition was important for me, fasting is the first thing. And I, and I, I believe that everyone, every adult should have some type of fasting protocol, right? Unless you're maybe underweight or maybe have certain health issues, that's a different conversation, right? Let's say most adults should have some kind of fasting protocol, but this is the problem I have with people. They hear fasting and they say, oh, no, you know, fasting is bad. Or some people say fasting is good. Fasting is a tool and is a tool that should be used properly. You shouldn't if, if you've never fasted before, you shouldn't go on OMAD and eat once a day. That's just stupid in itself. Right. You should start off with something simple. And what I do is I knew that I didn't have the ability in, yet to, to fast for 14, 15, 16 hours. So what I would do, I started with 12 hours of fasting. I would stop eating at a certain point because I knew that if I ate at a certain point, it interrupted my sleep. So at least three hours before bed, I stopped eating. So that would be traditionally around seven o'clock for me. And then initially I wouldn't eat till about seven or eight o'clock the next morning. That's it. That's how I started. And over time, as my body became adapted to that time, I would increase by 30 minutes. I would decrease by an hour. Now, something that's happening on top of cellular autophagy, we know it's a is the benefits of fasting, but something on top of that that we're not paying attention to is that it's also teaching our body to burn fat for fuel, aka ketosis. Right? It's a natural habit. It's a natural. It's a natural. It's a natural. It's something that the body does naturally. And I'm lost words right now. It's something that the body does naturally. So you're training your body to run on fat for fuel. So that it's a hangry feeling. Get a Snickers. No, if you're hangry. You shouldn't get a Snickers. You need to change the way you're eating. So in between the times that you don't have glucose for energy, your body can use ketones. And fasting is important. But again, you have to slowly build yourself up to that. Now, after fasting, I have to start learning what diet was important for me. So as I was fasting and I would slowly increase how much fat I eat, decrease the um, carbs that I would eat, 
then my body would not only be able to be better at burning its own body fat, but also the fat from the food that I ate, which led me to become more metabolically flexible, which is the reason why most people struggle to lose weight because they don't have a flexible metabolism. Their body doesn't know, I don't have enough glucose, let's switch over to burning fat. I'm in fat, let's switch over to ketones. That's a story, story we can have as we go through the podcast, right? But essentially, those are the four things. So the right people around me, improving my, improving my sleep quality, fasting, and then also slowly getting rid of the, the, the crappy food in my diet and starting to increase the, uh, the healthy fats that I ate and eating more clean carbs so my body could be more metabolically flexible. Yeah, and that really leads into uh, a good conversation because everybody that is familiar with this podcast has heard me talk all about fasting before and about keto, of course. Um, but two things that I know about you that maybe you could expand upon a little bit. One of them is you like to talk about metabolic flexibility a lot. And so this is something that I'm obviously very interested in too, but I would love to hear about it from your perspective because there's a tool that you use a lot um, and there's a certification that you have with them called this tool called Lumen. And basically it, uh, measures the acetone in your breath to tell like if you're in fat burning mode or not. So it's a, a great tool for people to use for that. And then the second part of that, uh, conversation is how do you use those concepts of metabolic flexibility as you start to work with people in your coaching uh, well, how do you relate to them the importance of that when people, you know, they're not us, they haven't done a deep dive into all this. So I'd love to hear how you explain it to them in a more basic way, because there's probably some people that are listening to this right now that are like metabolic flexibility. Wait, this is the first time I'm hearing of this, or, you know, sometimes hearing it from a different person explained differently helps it land better. So if you could just talk a little bit about the tool that you use, and then how do you work with your clients to get that concept across in a really comprehensive way. Oh, definitely, definitely. This is something I've spoken to many people about, and it really comes down to really just understanding the human body. So a lot of times we will see someone and we say that person eats whatever they want and they can't lose weight, right? Or they can't gain weight, sorry. They, they can't gain weight. So they eat a lot, they eat a lot, they can't gain weight. But their, their, their body has the ability to break down the foods that they eat because you take that person and put them in a different environment. So let's say somebody is from the Caribbean, they eat a lot of carbs and you take them and you try to put them on a like a diet where they eat a lot of fats and not enough carbs, their body's not going to have the ability most likely to break those carbs well. And that comes down to not having the gut enzymes and I'm not going to get into all the science there. So essentially, most humans are born with a lot of amylase, which is the ability to burn down, to break down carbs very well. It happens very easily. So some people say, well, that means we should eat a lot of carbs. No, 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 no. That's not what it means. Because carbs is used for quick bursts of energy, and that's why the body has that ability. Now, if you eat a lot of carbs, the body is very efficient. It's going to say, you know what? You're not giving me enough fat in my diet. So I don't need to really have the ability to burn down, to break down fat very well. I'm going to create more enzymes so I can break down carbs well, right? So then what happens is when you eat fat, the body doesn't utilize it very well for energy. And what the body doesn't utilize, it stores. So that's why we say, you know what? I only ate a thousand calories today, but I'm, I still, I'm still gaining weight. Why? Because the food that you're eating, your body cannot break it down well, right? So what we want is that sweet spot. 
We want to have the ability to say, if I eat carbs, my body can break it down. If I eat fat, my body can break it down, right? And I'll give you another example. Have you ever met someone who, and this is for the audience or for you, Cheryl, if you want to answer, who have been on, let's say, a, a high carb diet for a long time and or they were in, in low protein, for example, right? It usually comes along with it. But when they start eating protein and fat, they're bloated. They don't feel good. You know, they, 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 their energy is low. They just feel awful. May even get gassy and stuff like that, right? Because that's a sign that their body does not have the ability to break that down well. Same on the flip side with keto. I'm, I love keto and I do not bash keto. But if you're always in ketosis and you never eat enough carbs, the same thing happens. Because your body is like, when you start eating carbs, you get bloated, you get gassy, because you lost a lot of those enzymes. So metabolic flexibility is being in that sweet spot. Is when you eat fat, your body can break it down and use it for energy. When you eat carbs, your body can break that down and use it for energy. That's how you keep the weight off. Because instead of storing it, your body will recognize it and say, oh, I know how to use it. And it will use it. And that's how you get to that sweet spot. And that's what makes it different. And that's why most people struggle. Now with Lumen, Lumen is a breathalyzer. It's uh, They send it to you. Once you purchase it, you purchase their service. You blow into it. Essentially, let me put it this way. When you're at rest, your body should primarily burn fat for energy. But if you're in danger, let's say, or let's say you're running or you're doing intense work. Like if I'm doing like high intensity cardio, I increase my carb intake. But if I'm doing zone two slow cardio or sometimes maybe even weightlifting or depending what exercise is, I may use carb, I may use uh, energy, um, fat to fuel that workout, right? So when you're at a state that you're, let's say resting or moving at a slow pace, your body can utilize fat very well for energy. When you're, when you're in a high fast pace, your body can use, should utilize carbs mostly for energy. So what they realize is this. When people are, they, they, would, they would take a test, a metabolic test of someone who was sleeping overnight, and they would test their metabolism the next morning. And they realized that people who were at normal weight would primarily burn fat when they were sleeping. But the people that were overweight or struggled to keep a healthy weight would primarily burn carbs while they were sleeping. So Lumen tests your metabolism. And when you blow into it, it, it would tell, gives you an idea of were you primarily burning fat when you were sleeping or were you primarily burning carbs when you were sleeping. And once they figure that out, then their nutritionist gives you a, a nutrition guideline for that day. So it may look something like someone who's primarily a carb burner, because that's the case. They may have more protein and more fat in their diet for that day because they want your body to become, become accustomed to say, okay, I need to start learning how to burn fat. Now, I've had some people who come off keto, who've been on keto all their lives, and they struggle to burn carbs well. So they may increase some of their carbs in their diet to make sure that they, they keep that, that ability to burn carbs. So like somebody, so somebody like me, I'm metabolically flexible. There are times that I run on ketones. There are times that I run on carbs. But... I had to do that because I had to train my metabolism to do so. So I never get hangry.
For so many years, I've focused on what I've been putting into my body, but it's only in the last few years that I've gotten more focused on environmental toxins. Did you know that while only about 10 ingredients are banned for personal care in the U.S., that the European Union has banned more than 1,600 chemicals in these products? Besides that, there are forever chemicals in our drinking water, storage items like plastic containers, and even the cookware. Many chemicals found in U.S. beauty products are toxic, hormone-disrupting chemicals that negatively affect fertility and can cause cancer, among other things that contribute to poor health. Avoiding these environmental toxins can all get a little bit overwhelming for sure. I know one reason you listen to the podcast and visit Heal, Nourish, Grow is because you know I do the research. I'm trying to get better about writing articles on these things when I go down a particular rabbit hole to study any health kind of situation for myself, but all that takes time. For the last several years, I'd go to the Environmental Working Group website to discover what products are considered safer than others, but it's an imperfect system and it's time consuming. So I finally decided to fully make the switch to Beauty Counter personal care products. Not only are they committed to making high quality, well-performing products, they are also a force for change in the beauty industry. They've lobbied the government to enforce stricter regulations. Until the day comes where manufacturers are forced to get rid of these chemicals in their products, Beauty Counter makes it really easy to clean up your routine. Best of all, you can return any product for any reason within 60 days, so cleaning up your beauty care and skin routine really is risk-free. If you're interested in learning more, simply go to cleanbeauty.healnourishgrow.com to download your clean beauty guide. Or if you're ready to shop risk-free right now and get 20% off of your first order, go to healnourishgrow.com slash beauty counter and find the products you like. If you need any help, get in touch with me first. And then when you go to check, check out, enter clean for all 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. If that makes sense, right? I don't get hungry because when I'm, when I, when I'm, when my glucose is low, my blood sugar doesn't drop. Cause I have ketones. One more thing I'm going to say to this, I have worn a continuous glucose monitor before and every day I, there are days I do my 24 hour fast, you know, Cheryl, I do my 24 hour fast. I'm running on ketones. Right. And every day around one o'clock, my blood sugar would naturally pick up every day, regardless how I'm fasted or if I'm eating food, my body would naturally do that. Now that's because of my activities and the things that I do around that time. But my blood sugar doesn't drop because my body has the ability to switch between fat and carbs as needed. Yeah. And I think that's the trouble with most people nowadays because they never have that period of fasting. They're constantly snacking. They haven't trained their metabolism. And so that's when they really struggle and get the hangry monster like you're talking about because their body is needs some energy, but it doesn't know how to break down fat to get those ketones. And so sometimes in the beginning, people need to be a little bit more strict, uh, staying low carb for a while so that their body can be trained to burn fat. And then after a period of time, if they'd like to, they can kind of shift more into this dual fuel model where they eat, you know, some more carbs, but their body still has learned that ability to burn fat really well. And so then they can go back and forth, like you explained with metabolic flexibility. And when you work yeah, with people exactly. mostly because that's nowadays, the struggle of most people. Right. Um, so ahead, nowadays, Cheryl. do you find that you work with people more on nutrition, more on weight training, or is it really more of both? What is your primary uh, person that you work with nowadays look like? And have you seen a trend towards 
one or the other? Like they're more focused on weightlifting or they're more focused on their nutrition or is it just a combination? It's a combination, but I would say 75% nutrition. And the reason why I say 75% nutrition is because most people have an unhealthy or a damaged or should say inflexible metabolism. And they don't understand that. They come to me and they say, I've cut my calories. I'm eating a thousand calories a day. I can't lose weight no matter what I do. And I say, okay, then you need to stop because you're cutting your calories too much. And whoever told you to do that, turn around, run away, and don't ever listen to that person ever again. Because that's what the problem is. Because your body is not, your metabolism is unhealthy, your metabolism is flexible, and you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to make it worse. So we have to start from the groundwork and be like, okay, what are you eating now? How can we get you to at least three meals a day? And if you're using Lumen, that takes all the guesswork out for me because I know exactly what your metabolism is doing. And I get you on that path to where you can say, okay, now I see what I should have been eating to get myself there. Because you can't, because with Lumen, when you purchase Lumen, you go into a group, and I think about 35,000 people in that group now, and I'm one of the group experts. And they ask a lot of questions. So they're, because, Becoming metabolically flexible, believe it or not, is not just about food. Sleep and all those, and lifestyle habits all play a role in it. Weight training, the how you work out also plays a role in it. And we give you an example. When I'm doing high-intensity cardio, right, I tend to fuel up more with carbs. Now, when I am doing, uh, like, zone 2 training, I fuel more fat. Why? Because zone two is more for relaxed training. I can even talk while I'm doing it. And that keeps my body in a fat burning state. When I do zone two training and I blow into lumen, it tells me that I'm at a one or a two, which I'm primarily burning fat, right? But if I go into where my heart rate is picked up really, really high, because your body basically thinks you're in danger. And because when you, when you pick up your heart rate like that, there's adding a lot of stress to your body. Your body thinks you're in danger. And that's why we crave carbs and sugars whenever those things happen, because we need it for quick bursts of fuel. So something that's awesome about the Lumen Group is that people will ask, okay, I'm not burning fat well. Why am I not burning fat? And then I'll ask them about their lifestyle. I ask them about their training. I ask them about what they do when they wake up. Because one lady told me that every time she goes into her Lumen in the morning, it's telling she's burning carbs. She doesn't understand why. And I said to her, I guarantee you it's your morning routine. Because she told me what her morning routine was. And she said, you know what? That makes so much sense. Because when I'm on vacation and I blow into my lumen, it tells me I'm burning fat. And I said, exactly. Because when you're on vacation, what? You're relaxed. You're calm. That's why, that's why training your body to respond to stress is also important. You know what I do when I wake up every day, Cheryl? I'm, I read the Bible and I journal. That's my first thing every day. I pray, read my Bible, and journal before I even do my cardio or anything. And that's my way to start my day. Now, some people may not pray. They don't believe in Jesus. That's fine. That's their thing. You want to meditate however you want to do it, right? Whatever you think are. But you need to do something for yourself when you get up every morning. That makes a huge difference because we get up and what we do. I got to get the kids ready for school. I got to do this. And, you know, I got I to gotta get ready for work. Then I got to drive in traffic. Then I got to go work. I got to hurry and I got to log in. And then, and then, you know, I got to talk to these people. I don't like them. They don't like me. I don't want my boss seeing me not working, so let me get back on the computer. The first two, three hours of your day, you're stressed out. Your body thinks you're in danger consistently. You're, you're stressed. So that's why you want a honey bun. That's why you want, you know, you want a, you want carbs because your body constantly thinks you're under stress. So 
I work, I would say primary nutrition, but a big piece of it is I have to work with people on reducing their stress levels. I have to work with people with how you're working out for the goals that you're trying to accomplish. I have to work with people with, are you getting enough sunlight, enough vitamin D? I have to work with people on how fast are you eating? Are you eating in a rushed state? Are you eating in a state where you, your body can digest your food well? Or are you going for a walk after your meals, like even for five minutes, just to relax your body, to help your digestion? There's a lot that go. There's a really a lot that goes that goes into it. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. We'd also love it if you could post a review on iTunes. It helps us so much by allowing others to more easily find us. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to the show. Yeah, that's so important for people to remember that because I often I often say stress and sleep are two of the most under, if you're trying to lose weight, those are two of the most underrated things because everybody just wants to think, oh, I got my diet dialed in. Why isn't this working? It's like you have to look at all those other lifestyle factors or it just won't work, um, which kind of brings me to the next point. Your podcast used to be called the Zico Health Podcast, but you recently changed the name and I think it's a really interesting new title. Could you tell us a little bit about the new title and kind of why you chose that and what it means to you? Yeah, I'm going to make that one as simple as I can. Plus, we're kind of running out of time, so I don't want to show it to kind of kick me off the broadcast here. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's never. <laughs> the, uh, the matter over mind experience just came to me one day. I call it a vision. I don't know what. It just came to me one day because I was like, you know what? All these things that I've done in my life and to be 40 years old, well, I was 39 at the time. And to be as healthy as I am, would not happen if I didn't make lifestyle changes, right? So I had to do physical things to get me there. I didn't just hope that, hey, I'm going to be healthy. I had to make actual changes, right? So I said, you know what? And I've talked to a lot of people that have said to me, corrected me and said, no, it's the mind over matter. I said, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But even if I had prayed and meditated and wished, I still wouldn't be this healthy if I didn't eat organic and do all the other things that I mentioned that I did. So I call it the math over mind experience, meaning that it's not a contest of which one is greater than the other. I can't tell you that even if I tried. But what I'm telling you is if you just make regular physical changes, even as small as they may be, that will start to change your life. So that's how on the podcast, I bring on people like Cheryl, right? Who talks about ketosis, right? Or I bring on doctor who talk about the health of the, um, the gut health. I brought on doctor the other day that mentioned the importance of your gut and your gut brain connection and how important that, that and the connection between um, mental issues and poor gut health, right? We talk, you know, so if we have to make those changes. So I said, you know what? I, I love that name. I love the matter over mine. Because instead of just wishing my problems away, let's teach people how to make these gradual changes. So every episode that I have up there, every interview, every video, it's all designed to teach you at least one thing, one takeaway that you can have from that episode to help you to become a healthier version or make changes in your life. I love that. And so if you had to say, what one thing you would want somebody to walk away from this conversation today? If they, you could just pick one, what would be your number one thing that you want people to walk away with from knowing the Zico like mantra or Zico, you know, way of thinking? 
the one thing I would say, it's tied between two things to me, but the one thing, if I had to pick, if you put a gun to my head today, is improve the health, improve the quality of your sleep. If you put a gun to my head, that's what I would say, improve the quality of your sleep. Yes, there are so many other things that we can do, but sleep is always going to be, you can have the healthiest diet, you can have the best friends in the world, you can do everything you can, but if you're not sleeping well, you're going to feel like crap. So improve the quality of your sleep, and um, I do have an article on sleep, but you don't have to read my article, you can check out guys like Sean Stevenson, one of the best books on sleep, that uh, probably the best book I've ever read, to be honest, improve the quality of your sleep. And learn and know that sleep quality, sleep hygiene doesn't begin at night. It begins with what you do in the morning. So once you understand that and you start to make those changes, it can really transform your life. That's, I couldn't agree with you more. It's one of the most, I think, and to your point, one of the most important, maybe the most important of all things that you can do for your health. So speaking of your article on sleep and where people can find you, can you share with everybody uh, where's the easiest way to get in touch, your podcast, uh, the full name again, just so everybody knows, and your website, all that good stuff? Just Google me, to be honest. I, I joke with my <laughs> friends now. I said, like, I'm Googleable, okay? Just, <laughs> just Google Norado's Eco Power. A bunch of stuff is going to come up. Um, but really and truly, you can just go to uh, YouTube, the Matter Over Mind Experience, or if you Google my name, it will come up. I've used a variety of meat delivery services over the years, and while they all have something slightly different to offer, my current favorite is Wild Pastures. They deliver meat from regenerative American family farms to your doorstep for less. All of their farmers utilize regenerative farming practices in order to raise healthy animals in a way that is beneficial to the ecosystem and the environment. At its core, regenerative agriculture is the process of restoring degraded soils by using practices like adaptive grazing, no-till planting, limited use of pesticides or synthetic fertilizers, etc., all based on ecological principles. Regenerative agriculture strives to work with nature rather than against it. It is more than just being sustainable. It is about reversing degradation and building back up the soil to make it healthier than its current state. Beef from wild pastures is grass-fed and grass-finished. Chicken and pork are pasture-raised and seafood is wild-caught. All of their meat is sourced right here in the USA. So instead of getting cheap meat from questionable sources and paying a premium freight to bring it halfway across the world, they simply partner with family farmers right here in America. This is far more beneficial for American farmers and the customers and the planet. So if you're interested in saving money and eating healthier meat right here from the USA, this is the perfect service for you. The best news is you can also get 20% off for life by using my link. Go to healnourishgrow.com slash wildpastures to get your discount. And I would really love to see what you make with this delicious meat service. Uh, my Instagram is EcoHealth. So that stays the same. If you want to Google Narada's EcoPal's Instagram or it's EcoHealth, CECO Health, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. If you want like any actual resources you can just google my uh, or, or look me up on instagram and you can send me a dm i'm also connected to cheryl who will follow each other and um yeah and i can i jump in my dms and ask me any question you want it goes down in dm your boy's okay with that 
Awesome. <laughs> well, I will make sure I put all your links in the show notes as well. But Zico, I just really want to thank you again for taking the time today to join us. And I loved your tips and I loved that we walked away with people knowing that sleep is the most important thing here. Thank you very much, Cheryl. It was, it was a pleasure to be here, of course. This has been the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. Again, I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. You can find show notes for this episode at healnourishgrowpodcast.com. If you have feedback on today's episode or questions about the content, please email us at podcast at healnourishgrow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to sign up for our email list at healnourishgrow.com and subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. Join us next time for more information that helps you live your best and healthiest life. Thanks for listening. Content on the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast does not constitute medical advice. Content contained in the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. Neither the company nor its owner, Heal, Nourish, Grow, LLC, nor any of the company's employees, agents, or guest speakers provide medical advice. The content provided on Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your medical provider with any questions about what health practices are right for you.